0: FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty.
1: Dublin's Hit Music Station, f 104 Louise Ty here with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined by Emma Coffey, whose brainchild is Final Bend. Hello, how
0: are you? I'm good, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. So tell us a little bit about Final Bend. So Final Bend is an athletic swear company that I started up back in 2018 when I was actually still in fifth year of secondary school. Wow. So it's kind of been on the go for a while now but it wasn't really until kind of lockdown that I started to focus more and it became more of a business for me because I think before then it was just this passion project so a bit of background I had been involved in athletics pretty much my whole life and in 2018 I was competing uh, and like pretty much every weekend and training most days and then I got a back injury so I couldn't compete anymore so in order to stay connected to the sport, uh, I said, look, I may as well start a business. And that's where Final Bend was kind of born from. So it kind of started out in that athletics niche. Mm-hmm. And since then, it's just grown. And with me even moving away from athletics and into more athleisure, it's kind of grown that way too. So,
1: And I suppose having had your like feet and, and everything else in that area of track and field, you, you obviously knew what people needed and would want
0: from athletic wear. Yeah, so the kind of reason I started up the business at the start was that uh, as a athlete in competing, yeah. I realised that at the Munster um, indoor competitions, there was no like shop kind of selling gear to competitors who, uh, if they hadn't progressed on to the All-Ireland stage, wouldn't have kind of their you know, Monster Athletics merch to show mm-hmm. for their achievements. So from there, I kind of was like, look, it would be great if I could be the person to have the shop." because then in my mind, I was like, I can stay connected to the sport. Even though I'm not competing, I can still be at the competitions and all of my friends are going to be there. So it kind of made sense. So, you know, having this like affordable leisure wear that was really colorful and something that I thought was missing at the time you know I just kind of saw myself naturally filling in that gap and it just kind of blossomed from there and yeah
1: was it hard to get up and running initially
0: well you know I was 17 when it started yeah. up so you wow. know you've got barriers there just due to age so for example obviously like there was kind of some legal barriers mm-hmm. and in- incorporating the company I couldn't do that until I turned 18 so There was just some bits like that, but when I started out, it was so small, like so small that I think, you know, when you're looking at the company now, you can't even imagine like only buying kind of three things. But that was was kind of as big as the company needed. So, you know, back then it was like this tiny little passion project that was kind of something I was doing on the side. It was like, you know, after school, after homework, then I would spend an hour a day on like my passion project. And it just built up really slowly. But, you know, as kind of I I moved through the leaving search and into college, then it wasn't until, you know, I had the time that I was able to really focus on growing it. So I suppose, you know, when I had the chance, I started to put a lot of energy into it. And that was through lockdown because, you know, there was college was online and I had all this spare time. So at that point, I was able to, you know, put all of my energy into growing the business. And I actually was able to become self-employed that year so it was a big deal for me then to make that jump.
1: 100% how much how amazing is that to go from something that you're just doing out of pure love for it out of just interest in it for it now to be as you say its own business basically.
0: Yeah and I think it's so interesting because a lot of uh, what I do on TikTok is I kind of show behind the scenes of Mm. being a business owner but also being in college and all of the questions I get asked all the time are like Why are you still in college when you have this business? And I think it's so interesting because I never started a business to not go to college. And I think some people think that that's the only reason you would ever start a business is to get out of education. But it was never about that because I started it as a passion project. It wasn't something that I saw myself as like, this is my route to get out of college. Mm -hmm. No, I. You know, I really believe that education is so important. So I'm doing a business course in UCC, which helps me so much then in understanding, obviously, you know, the legal side and the business side of things. So I think it's so important then to be able to show people on social media that you can do both and you can you know, be successful in both. And it's not one or the other, because I think there's not a lot of representation of people kind of pursuing this business career while doing college you know you're thinking of like any of the big tech guys are all college dropouts and it's that ideal of kind of Mm -hmm. oh you make it you can drop out but i just think you know if you can do both you may as well (laughs) so that's kind of where i'm at at the moment
1: absolutely and like knowledge is never a waste so like you're kind of gaining in both areas like you have you know your own brand that you've set up but also you're you're learning as you go you're still educating
0: Oh, absolutely. And like, there's so much uh, benefits from doing them both at the same time, you know, even through the connections that you're making in college and, you know, connections that come solely through college. Like I'm in, you know, a couple of competitions that are only available for third level college students now, which would never be available for me if I had decided to drop out. Mm -hmm. And also obviously then the extra additional knowledge that you're getting along the way is just so helpful then for all of the kind of obstacles that you come across just in the day-to-day runnings of a company. So Yeah,
1: absolutely. Which i think there have been loads that you've kind of learned as you've
0: gone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, when you start so young, I think it's actually such a big help mm-hmm. to have made those mistakes. Literally, like, from the first week you're making mistakes, but you're making them with such a small risk pit. So if you can think that if I mm-hmm. made a mistake ordering, like, five pieces of, you know, a new drop or something, then there's such, like, so much less risk than if I were to make the same mistake now when Mm -hmm. I'm ordering thousands of units. So I think I'm quite lucky in the sense that because I started so young, I made all of the mistakes and I learned all the lessons like kind of back then. And naturally now I feel like I have a lot more to give and, you know, I can kind of make more confident decisions in that way just from having been kind of in it for three years now. So,
1: And what was the most important element for you to have
0: in your company? And so I think the most important thing is just to know the product and Mm -hmm. to know the customer. So what I'm trying to do now is to have uh, sustainable materials and eco fabrics made. And my goal for 2022 is that all of the sportswear is made out of recycled materials. And i would had to educate myself on that whole process all Mm -hmm. of last year so that I know all about the surf and what goes into buying that material, making the material. And then, you know, everything along the process so that when I go to actually invest money into um, going down this process, that I'm able to make educated decisions and kind of do the right thing, basically, every step of the process. So that's been really important to me, just to learn about all of the kind of different things that come along with going eco. Mm -hmm. And because it's my goal now for this year, the next uh, launch that we do is an eco launch. So it's really exciting. (laughs) When is that? So that is hopefully, um, it's hopefully in April. It was supposed to be in January, but the way things go, there's always things that like this come it. up. So mm-hmm. when you're making, uh, well, when you're milling this fabric, the eco-fabric from scratch, there's always just like quality control, like uber, uber-sensitive quality control mm-hmm. that goes into it because they're, you know, um, sometimes like second time around fabrics or post-consumer waste wow, fabrics. So like, interesting. if you think of like, the uh, polyester would be uh, melted down plastic bottles, for example. So there's extra kind of stricter measurements that go into testing that. Mm-hmm. So we've had like barriers upon barriers now in trying to get that past quality control. But obviously it's going to be so helpful then to have all of that knowledge then when we actually do go to launch it. But...
1: Wow. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it really, isn't there, that
0: you don't even consider. <laughs> wow. Wait yeah. It is, I find it all so, so interesting. So interesting. that way.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned actually the use of TikTok earlier. Has that been
0: useful for you in building this? Oh, definitely, yeah. So actually back in 2020, uh, when I first decided to start putting more energy into growing the business, mm-hmm. um, I didn't, like the business wasn't large enough that I could spend, you know, nine hours a day in working on it. But I wanted to, to try fill up that time. So I decided I would make TikTok videos as a means to try and organically market the company. Mm -hmm. And on TikTok, it was kind of the trend of doing day in the life We're just starting. So I decided to start doing day in the life of a business owner and college student. And those videos actually kind of got a a lot of traction. So people were interested to see what that would look like. And, you know, someone in Ireland doing that because I just think it was kind of like new. It was Mm -hmm. a new idea to see some kind of young, from you know local <laughs> doing those videos so I I started out with that and then uh, slowly it just kind of grew on uh, TikTok so now I think there's about 40,000 followers there um, and that in turn then grew the Instagram following where we have um, about 22,000 followers and because it's an online business that following is really important because it's yeah. you know your direct audience that you're you're talking to but uh, yeah the organic marketing on TikTok was just so helpful because as a small business, we didn't have any budget to kind of go, you know, and put huge ad campaigns together, uh, like traditionally you might. Uh, So yeah, it was just, it was a really organic and natural way to start marketing. And it kind of ended up taking quite nicely. And there's a lot of uh, loyal kind of followers that then turned into customers. And, you know, they've been following along since the beginning, which is really lovely to see.
1: It's great that there is a platform like that. Because I think a lot of like, I suppose, going to musicians as well that have been able to use this platform, as you say, as an organic way of growing an audience, really.
0: Yeah, and I think people on TikTok are very open to seeing what you're doing and how you're doing it. And they're very responsive to people doing things in a unique way. So Mm -hmm. when I first started making kind of um, those day in the life videos, people were really interested to see how I was doing things. And now I know that there's uh, a lot of other creators who make similar videos, but just to have your own spin on them is really kind of important and people really uh, react in such a positive way to it. Like I've had no kind of hate comments ever. <laughs> I'm lucky in that way. Um, but <laughs> not to jinx it now. You um, You are. But I think just, you know, if you're putting out a positive message, People are really open to receiving that in also a positive way. So
1: yeah, which is which is the way you want it to be, really. The way it should be. Yeah. It's brilliant. But also, chat to us real quick about the event you had during the week.
0: Yeah. So on Friday, um it was kind of between Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day, as we <laughs> were calling it, and uh, International Women's Day coming up on the eighth of March. We decided to bring together content creators, influencers, and then small businesses into one content and coffee event, at which we held in the Dean Hotel in Cork, where content creators who, you know, had started up their platform over lockdown and never kind of, you know, got exposure to the small business industry, which, you know, they're, they're um, working with on a daily basis mm-hmm. as content creators, creating content for those small businesses. So we just decided to bring those two people, two groups of people even together, in this kind of networking circle where the businesses and the influencers could get to know each other, they could create loads of behind-the-scenes content. And we invited along uh, female business owners uh, to have just a little pitch up showing what they had to offer. So there was just so much content that came out of that event. And it was just lovely to bring, you know, people who work in kind of the same industry together mm-hmm. in one room and uh, have like this great, fun chat. and. Uh, It was an amazing experience. And for our first event, it just went off fantastically. Like we had a great turnout, even with the weather. Uh, So it was amazing. You know, it's hopefully going to be the first of many content and coffee events. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, I was having a look on Instagram because I I saw you were, you know, letting us all having a goo on, on Insta stories. And it looked like a great event.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. Like, even the the way the decor in the room looked and everything, mm. we really played into that kind of Instagrammable, um, you know, pink and red for Galentine's look. So it was lovely. It was Everything kind of turned out amazingly in the end. And it was touch and go there with the storm because we had it on Friday. So Eunice was creeping. But <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, uh, it didn't uh, stop the event from going ahead. Cause the storm had passed, but there was uh, a moment with... The balloons uh, outside where oh, i thought no. that i was going to go away with them uh, but thankfully <laughs> yeah. we managed to keep them under control and that was the only hit
1: you know well that's good if that's the only thing that was a simple thing to solve brilliant that's good so one of many hopefully there'll be more to to happen
0: absolutely yeah i think it would be a lovely idea to kind of that was a quirk uh, event but definitely we have um, customers and content creators from all over the country so I think travelling it around would be really fun too to kind of bring in those different uh, groups uh, in different locations so yeah. definitely definitely uh, one of many I think.
1: We'd love to have you in Dublin at some point. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me how can people find all, out, all everything about your brand and what you guys are up to?
0: Yeah so I suppose um, the Instagram is where you'll see kind of what we're up to Mm -hmm. and same with tiktok it's final bend on both Mm -hmm. and then our website then for kind of just having a look at what we're what we're doing then and we're actually in the process of upgrading the website we had a photo shoot there just uh, a couple of days ago too brilliant Uh, so it's gonna have a new facelift again uh, because always improving
1: (laughs) absolutely that's what it's all about isn't it absolutely (laughs) emma thank you so much for taking the time Oh, thank you so much
0: for having me on. FM
1: 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty.